Science, Social Climate Change. So I looked at it, it looks super smooth. Super what? It looks smooth. Okay, cool. Good. Okay. Yeah, it's a little glitchy, but I think it's, I can still hear you, which is the important part. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, how are you, Salali? I'm doing well. How are you doing? It's been so long. Yeah, I know. Last, last time I saw you was in Richmond sometime. Yeah, yeah. I've been in New York for three, and a, three years and some now, so it's been a minute. Ooh. Like in the city city or? Yeah, yeah, I moved here to go to NYU. So I lived in Manhattan for a bit next to campus. And now I live in Brooklyn while I work. That is so cool. No, but so what made me reach out to you in general was like, I just saw, a, I didn't even know it was your account on, on, on Instagram. I like was just scrolling through and I was like, I looked at this thing about psychedelics and I was like, huh, like, this is like some good shit. Like, I don't know who's, who's, who's account this is. And I'm like, whoa, this is still lolly. And I was just, <laughs> I, I was just so, I was so amazed that like you had such a revamp and such a, almost just like a, a, a rebirthing of kind of like almost of who you are. At least that's what it came about is how it came across online. And so I'm just curious, like what exactly um, sparked that kind of change for you? Ah, I appreciate that, that you saw that post and felt so, felt pulled towards it. Um, I, well, of course my Instagram was uh, personal at first. I switched it to a business account. Um, so I do want to be a psychedelic therapist. It's not legal right now, <laughs> at not least yet. not in New York state. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is kind of like a loophole is that I do sort of psychedelic integration. So that would be like pre-experience and post-experience with people, but with the title as a coach instead of a psychotherapist. Although I carry the license of a psychotherapist, it's not psychotherapy. Um, so I still wanna work with people on that level. Um, so I'm starting to share things on Instagram, share my knowledge. Um, and I go to so many of these conferences and I love hearing all these things about psychedelics and learning that experience and how to implement them. And I feel like they should just be shared with everybody. There's so much to learn about it. So much safety that goes into it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I started with that. Yeah, no, that's, I agree completely. I think that's really cool that you're doing that because I think that um, if the government was ever to finally like try to legalize psychedelics and make them useful as the tool that they truly are, like um, the safety part is really important. And I think that that's really cool that that's like the reins that you're picking up because like that's the, that's the crucial part that is like the reason why it's illegal right now is because people can't in uncontrolled settings uncontrolled things happen and it's like it's such especially when dealing with something as uncontrollable as the human consciousness and i think that with proper coaching you know people can have enlightening like you know life-altering moments within like a, within an hour that would have taken them 10 years to garnish that same insight and that's why i think that they're very like healing and helpful but I'm very curious about your person. Like, I, I don't say as much as you would like, but I want to. I want to know about your first psychedelic experience. Oh, I yeah, that's a good. One. So my first time doing it, I was at a student at VCU. Um, oh, yeah. I 
we yeah go rams <laughs> we had um i don't know if you remember that bike race that big race race that happened in richmond where they shut down vcu campus my friend and i we took a trip to colorado because it was like spring break in the fall um and we went camping in the great national sand dunes and a friend of a friend knew somebody who was a friend of somebody who could get us some acid so oh, yeah. what do you know we're gonna try some acid and um we took it in these sand dunes so we drove out to the it's like a national park or maybe it's a state park actually um but there's just these dunes in the middle of the mountains there's no vegetation out there there's no life out there so you don't have to be worried about bitten by scorpions or any crazy desert animals um so once the sun started to set we took we took, it was my first experience taking acid and it was just so incredible to see the stars and the sand that's so untouched um i was just like blown away by the novelty of the experience the novelty of what the world can look like it was like rebirthing in that way um as like a little child seeing things for the first time because you 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 see these things and you're like wow oh, that's really beautiful uh, like a normal like sober state of mind but this, the sense of awe was just, I was just swept away by it. And the insight that I had during the experience about what was happening in my life, what has happened in the past, who I am as a person, um, what my relationships carry and what the meaning behind them are. And there's just so much interest, uh, introspective thoughts that really blew my mind. And I was, this is amazing. I love psychedelics. So ever since then, I mean, I've just been on like a whole... I mean, I've experienced with other substances, of course, after that, but that was my first experience. I was like, what, like 20, I think, 19, that's, 20. That's so neat. I thought I, I thought I asked whether you was LSD or um, psilocybin, which is, you know, magic mushrooms. And I thought you said that you never took acid before. Oh, no, no. Alpha was my first experience. Psilocybin is what I want to do work with as a therapist um, once mm. the whole legalization is through. It's legalized now in therapy setting in Oregon that just got passed in this last election. Um, but the process for that rollout was probably gonna take like two years or so for that to actually be implemented and you to start to see clinics come up. Well, I mean, the thing is, is it needs people like you in it. Like that, that's kind of the thing. That's what these, it's a hundred percent the truth. It's like, that's, that's the one like part that is missing is this educational part. Like this is not an F, it should not be regulated the same way the freaking like Oxycontin and painkiller regulated by the FDA and shit like that. Like it's a totally different beast and it needs more than just a warning description label on the freaking bottle before you take it. And that's why like, that's why it's super important. Um, I was curious, um, what's the difference between acid and, and magic mushrooms kind of feels like to you or, you know, in the grand, and you know, cause there is a difference in feelings. I have my own like opinion on it, but I'd love to hear what you think the main difference in experiences are. Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind with the difference is definitely the duration. I mean, LSD is obviously almost twice the duration as a dose of this almost similar dose of shrooms. For me, psilocybin, I feel the mystical, it's more drawn and connected with the mystical experience um, compared to LSD. I know some people talk about like the visuals and the body sensations being different. For me personally, they're they're pretty similar, but I do feel like more of the mystical experience. So with that, I mean, I feel more connected with entities. I feel like I see like the the visual hallucination of the breath, like everything's breathing a little bit, like they're everything's kind of alive and connected with me. Um, I feel like I can talk to trees more, which I think if you haven't taken any <laughs> psychedelics, <laughs> I might sound crazy. <laughs> no, I mean that's a scientific fact that trees actually talk to one another. 
Like it's really weird. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know how they're to prove that, but it's science. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's exactly how I feel. With acid, I don't think I connect quite as easily. I think I can bring that connection out. I think I have to think about it more and probably and, and try to connect more than I would with psilocybin where I, I feel like I just naturally do it. And almost like there's like an entity um, beside me, um, which I experienced also with ayahuasca with that with most people refer to as like mother ayahuasca. Um, and it's this feminine entity that is with you. Um, it's really hard to put into words. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But. On ayahuasca in general, I've heard so much about it. Um, I've never personally tried it. I've done LSD and I've done mushrooms, but ayahuasca is like, I've heard Miley Cyrus talk about it. She had this crazy trip oh, and really? like, yeah. <laughs> but she said the same thing that there's like this certain entity that comes out when you do it. And that, I, so you did meet mother ayahuasca. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She guided me through the whole experience. Um, Did she come to you in like a figure or was it like a hallucin hallucination? Was it more of a feeling that you could tell was there? Like a physical thought feeling? Yeah. For me, my experience with ayahuasca, some people see visuals a lot in ayahuasca. They'll see a snake. They'll see mother eye. My visuals are not too different than what they would be on um, shrooms or LSD. Maybe a little bit more distorted. Um, but the the entity itself was it was like I would there would be moments where I would feel like I'm physically being pulled into a direction to look at something um, or my head's being like rotated and it, it didn't feel like I was out of control and it was just like a gentle pull of like there's something pulling me into different directions and telling me what I need to see. There, there was this, have you ever done salvia? Salvia is the only psychedelic that I tripped out on and it was not helpful. I thought I saw yeah. my whole I saw my world close like a picture book and I was oh like my gosh. It was scary. Oh, yeah. Salvia was right, not I the have best. Not <laughs> I have not done salvia. And I've done DMT outside of ayahuasca because there is DMT in ayahuasca, but I have not done it. Not those like really short, intense trips. I haven't experienced any of those. I've always wanted to try uh, DMT myself, um, but I have not. So wh <laughs> wait, what was your DMT experience like? Well, the DMT was in the ayahuasca. So that oh, was my experience. Yeah, DMT is part of the chemical construct of what is in ayahuasca. Um, which is a it's a bark and a vine that are grown in the Amazon and they're brewed it's brewed into a tea um, and then the tea is blessed by the shaman and then you drink it um, yeah um so let's see what well, I first trip I'll just tell my story then I was 14. Please, yes I was 14 um and I really wanted to trip because I've heard that you hallucinate and not to get a little bit dark but like I lost my mother maybe uh, when I was like three, four years prior. And I really just wanted to maybe hallucinate and see her and maybe talk to her. Um, and that night I realized like, it's not how it works. Like spiritual connections, you can't really like force that. Um, and it's like, especially through drugs, but personally I felt, I feel connected to her, but it's never in those moments where I'm like, I, I'm gonna be connected to her at this moment. It's kind of like, that's not how, Drake has this line. He's like, in dire times when you need a sign, that's when they appear. But I guess when I'm tripping on shrooms, it's not a dire enough time. It's just like my mom's like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, but anyway, um, so what I did experience though, it was like kind of scary. And I think that people don't talk about the negative sides of psychedelics enough. Um, even though it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because what we have before are these kind of horror stories of psychedelics gone bad and now everyone's like oh no they're actually like kind of good 
So it's like trying to, it's like this strange middle ground of trying to find like, okay, yeah, it's like really, it can be amazingly helpful, but it can still is like very personal and scary and, and it can end really poorly if you're not prepared and if it's just not right for you. And it's kind of a scary thing. Um, but when I was 14 years old, having these thoughts, I was like, nothing matters. Absolutely nothing matters. Like existence is irrelevant. So, and, and this was like a weird enlightenment thing. And I was like, so what, the, and so it was kind of like, if nothing matters, then what matters? And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it's kind of like, okay, dude, in your head right now, you're acting like nothing, nothing matters. There's no heaven, there's no hell. So what are you going to do with this time here? And I think that that was what I needed. Um, it was kind of very, uh, it was a little bit sad. It was a little bit like the wool gets pulled from my eyes and my own personal thought of things. But at the same time, it's also freeing. Like it's only after you hit like the ground, the, the floor, and you know that you can't get like any lower, that's the only time you can actually come up. So it's upon having these realizations that kind of feel like you're, you're peeling through your, your consciousness like an onion. And it's kind of like, it, it's scary. It's really scary. And I didn't have anyone there to talk to during the moments. And it's kind of like, you know, I think what, what, what um, where a lot of societies had a downfall is when LSD got, got illegal because as soon as it got illegal, the chemical compound is actually the only thing that the FDA and the government are able to make illegal. So what, what the scientists do, what the chemists do, once LSD, which is like lysergic something, like dial something acid, once that gets illegal, that like combination, all they do is a switch up a letter. And so that's where analogs like research chemicals and 2CI, 2CE, things that are more, that are less trusted and less able to know for sure, like you're gonna have a good time on this, like because it's just it's less it's it's less um, uh, it, it's not it's not taken enough for people to even know enough about. So the adverse effects are 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 probably there. You know, you anyway. I'm kind of rambling at this point, but it's it's more so it's more so about like if the FDA was able to regulate these things and make the good drugs like legal, then things like so it's kind of like fentanyl and Xanax. I would compare it to. Xanax is bad. People realized like it was becoming a problem. The FDA cracked down. Well, the black market um, responded by, by making bars like Xanax bars of fentanyl, which is, which is so fucking bad, which will kill you, which will cause you an overdose. That's how Lil Peep died. That's how a lot of these people died, Mac Miller. And so it's like, that's kind of like a research chemical um, when it comes to research chemicals and, and acid, I would compare fentanyl and Xanax. You're not getting the same thing. It's not the same thing. It mimics the same thing, but it's just not it. And I think that these kind of safety measures are the are the future, but the only way to get there is through programs and education. Absolutely. First of all, thank you for sharing your experience. It sounds like you had a really, really tough time at that age. And I'm hoping that psychedelics was able to mend some of the, the toughness that you had with that and just overall with your mother. It um, has. It has a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. Most times it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are those like ups and ebbs and flows of um, psychedelics. There are the, the dark and that, that's where the healing takes place is the dark side. I'm curious um, about that. Can you go deeper into that? Yeah, so like, okay, so my example with the ayahuasca, 
when I was pulled to look at things by this entity, it wasn't to look at really tough for me to look at. There were things that I was uncomfortable with and the bad experiences that I've had, traumas that I've experienced, a reflection of my child. I was like looking into a mirror of myself. Um, like a Harry Potter pensive thing? Like yeah, but like my whole like conscious, my experience, my whole being, like, like my almost like a soul, not directly because I don't have those visuals, but the little things that I would see would bring in like memories from childhood, these things that you push into the back of your mind, but they show you and I and in psychedelics that you, they show you why you do what you do in a lot of instances, like why you get angry like that? Why do you repeat this pattern? Why do you keep going back to a partner who mistreats you? These sort of things that just you don't understand about yourself that are subconscious, psychedelics will bring that shadow work out. And in psychedelic therapy and these trainings that I've done, Typically, I mean, you're with a guide, so you you don't have to go too far into the dark. Um, but they always invite you to lean lean closer to the discomfort and lean closer to the shadows, the things that are scary, the things that hurt you, because those are that's what you need to heal, and that's where psychedelics can do the healing, because it'll show you this is what happened. But typically, you come out on the lighter side. So you're going into the shadow, but you'll come out on the lighter side of it. Um, wow, that is so. That is a lot because. A lot of like people think that you take psychedelics, who's gonna take some psychedelics and watch fairies jump around. It's like, no, that's not, that's not right. what it's about. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I, that's such a, cause that sounds like it really toes the line between good, having a good and bad trip. And I think that that's really interesting because such as life, everything is not one thing. Same with psychedelic experiences, but that's just so interesting that you're saying, like to guide someone through that it is actually not a negative thing to be like no it's okay to to think about these negative things that make you sad because especially it's almost like it's like your brain under a microscope when you're on that shit it like everything is more detailed and you almost see everything from bird's eye view and um mm -hmm. i just I, I just i never even thought of it like that that that's what i was doing when experiencing is like you know it's because sometimes you get in these negative thoughts you're like why am i doing this to myself like what the hell is this? Yeah. Like that's totally true that that's where the growth happens. Yes, yeah, it's always in in the discomfort is where the growth happens and um it's important to not just just I mean it psychedelics definitely can be the fairies um and the rainbows and it's it's like the glittery path that brings you into the shadows and that's what's so magic that's where it really is magical. That's where the magic happens and that's where you can heal and that's where you can come out with experience and be like wow, I really grew from that when you hear how they, People talk about how ayahuasca changed your life or psilocybin changed your life. It's because of these dark experiences. And there is that fine line. I think when you're, you go into an experience with a, the not a right um, mindset and you go into experience already feeling like this is going to be bad, you know, I'm with somebody who makes you uncomfortable. You're going to get into those dark spaces and it's going to be hard to get yourself out of them. And I think that's where the bad trip happens. It's when you don't have the regulation or they don't have the emotional regulation to get yourself out of these situations, the thought process of the right people. Right. The right, the set and setting, which is super big and super talked about in all these conferences I go to is set and setting, you know, the environment you're in, the people you're around, your mental health at the time. Um, there's a lot of considerations into going into an experience that you want to make sure you feel safe where you can process that in the moment and thereafter as well. Yeah, I would love to hear like how to maybe avoid having a bad trip. And I have like a, and on top of that question, I was like also wondering just right now, what if it's the right time, but seemingly the wrong place or vice versa? Does everything have to be in alignment? Are there 
uh, anyway, um, how would you, what's your advice on avoiding a bad trip, specifically on mushrooms? I asked us Instagram some questions about mushrooms, and we're going to get to those in a second. So, um, but yeah, how would you avoid a bad trip? How would you tell someone what, what to do if they're not able to, you know, have the guided meditation with Salali? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't go into it overthinking and be like, I'm in the wrong place. I can't do this here. This, you know, don't be looking for things that are going to make you uncomfortable. There will be discomfort. Be prepared that there will be discomfort no matter what. Um, if you're looking for a healing experience in that, um, make sure you're with the right people. Test your drugs, of course. That should be yes. first and foremost. Test your drugs. <laughs> you can buy at home tests. If you can afford the drugs, you can afford the test. Just have them on deck. Um, test that. That should be the first and foremost. You know, think about who you're going to be with. Are you going to be with close friends? Are you going to be with a friend of a friend you don't really know? Um, are you going to have the right kind of music? Um, are you gonna music have, is everything. Music is music everything. Is everything. <laughs> are you going to have eye shades? If you want eye shades, you could do it by yourself. Put on eye shades and just go into yourself. Have a journal with you. Um, the first rule I was taught the first time I did acid with one of my friends, um, she said, if you don't like it, don't look at it. So if something is really scary and you're really uncomfortable with it, just look somewhere else and you'll probably get so distracted by whatever you're looking at <laughs> that you won't even, you'll forget about it for a little bit. True. If that's what you really need in that moment to escape. Um, yeah, I think those are the most important things. Um, just get a general sense of where you are. If you're in New York City, are you taking the subway? Are you walking places? What time of day is it? Cause I've done, I mean, I live in New York City, so I've done psychedelics here. And I, you know, I have to think a lot about like who I'm gonna be with in the park. Am I gonna be in the park? What park am I gonna be in? What am I gonna do when I hear sirens? You know, that, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so just consideration, just think about your environment, but don't overthink it. Just take into consideration what the context is gonna be like. Oh my God, that's really good advice. But I just personally could never imagine tripping in a city like New York City, I would have <laughs> such a such a information overload, I, and people trip me out. Like I start to, yeah. I start, and oh my god, I I would not be able to do it in New York City. That just made <laughs> like I just. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting experience. Um, I did it with my sister for the first time. We were in well, we started at the Met, and then we went into Central Park because the Met is on Central Park, and she it was her first time doing shrooms, and she was definitely very. Um, Giggly, which, oh, all the noises. Oh. Yeah, very aware. She wasn't like freaking out or anything, but you know, you can in Central Park. Central Park's really big, but it's very narrow, so you can still see all the buildings on all the sides, and you don't really feel like you're totally away from it. And there's people walking by that, that come up really close to you because no one in New York City seems to have any sense of personal space. Hell yeah! Um, what the fuck? Wasn't the best environment <laughs> for the first time, but it was still a good time. We got to see some good artwork. <laughs> that is cool. No, that's really cool. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, when it comes to testing drugs, absolutely always test your drugs. If you can, if you want that experience, that peace of mind is worth buying. If it's like $10 for a drug kit, drug kit. Absolutely. Um, that'll save you so much anxiety. I can promise. Um, you know, when I first tripped on acid, I think it's important to say like, I I know I got fake shit. If it tastes like anything, and this is something that I've learned. Like if it tastes like anything, it's not exactly LSD. That doesn't always mean it's the worst thing in the world, but it's good to know what the hell you are taking. That is what is important. And um, so it's like, there's some acid that they add a little like jelly to it, some like um, sugar to make it taste candy-like. 
you know, because yeah. it is, it's still trying to be a good thing. But anyway, real LSD does not taste like anything. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because my first fucking trip, it made my tongue go numb. My stomach felt like it was, give, I felt like I was giving birth to an alien. I was in Richmond too. And um, it was pretty terrible. It was pretty terrible. I was really physically uncomfortable. Um, and it wasn't until like I, you know, was coming down that I was finally able to enjoy the trip. Um, but I also wanted to talk about kind of government involvement. I don't really I, like, I kind of want them to have the hands off, but at the same time, we're going to need to all work together for any kind of productivity in this sort of thing. Um, oh, and obviously fake shrooms does not happen really. Would you agree with that statement that there's not really fake shrooms? Yeah, as far as I know, you, it can be grown. I mean, if it's grown improperly, it could be toxic, it could be oh, lethal. But, um, yeah, wait, no, but it is, but you are essentially poisoning yourself when you take magic mushrooms. That is actually, yeah. that's what they say is going on physically and biologically is it's like poisoning yourself. Yeah, yeah, but you, you're right. To your point, you can't get fake shrooms. I mean, you can't get a fake mushroom. Um, no, I think you can get really LSD or MDMA, which is in the psychedelic family. Um, definitely get that tested before you you dive into that. I'm glad that you brought it back on track. Okay, I remember where I was going with this. No, <laughs> because uh, Molly, I remember, or not even Molly. Molly is like pure MDMA. That's kind of bullshit, but it's whatever. Um, ecstasy and MDMA was first introduced um, as couples therapy, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep, around around the 80s or so mm -hmm. um yeah and they actually saw really great um results from that but i'm pretty sure they grouped um mdma with uh the club life and just kind of like degenerates and so they just it kind of made them scrap all the all the good the good um information and the good the good shit and they was like fuck it we're gonna make it all illegal um right but, yeah but nowadays it's definitely like I think that um, I, I was watching this thing on TED Talk where it's, they have now conducted enough research that psychedelics, especially mushrooms, help cancer patients who are near death, coping mm -hmm. with death. It helps them see that they are one with everything. And, and um, more often than not, their experiences were overwhelmingly positive. And um, it's a matter of time until more of these studies come, come to light. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, yeah. NYU and John Hopkins are doing lots of studies with psilocybin. Um, MAPS is a nonprofit multidisciplinary association for psychedelic science, and they're doing studies right now with MDMA, and they're on phase three trials, which means that they are under FDA approval for um, MDMA-assisted therapy. So that's definitely something that is um, going to be coming soon, I think. Um, obviously, it's very different than psilocybin. I guess not very different, but it's definitely a different experience than psilocybin therapy would be. Um, but that's amazing to see that grow and just that it's in the psychoactive entheogenic family um, and that's being moved along. Um, Is this yeah, like marijuana? What's that? Marijuana, like uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm trying to compare like the kind of, cause obviously if, if you can grow it in your backyard, the FDA doesn't want you to have it um, <laughs> because they can't make money off of it. And that's just true, you know, it's, yeah. it, that's why it's like, uh, that's why a lot of these, that's why marijuana was illegal for the longest time because they couldn't regulate it. It was really hard. Um, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I wonder how much of it we should give, like how much control we should actually give them 
the government, FDA, all those people on it? Or should, I feel like we should have like our own, like you said MAPS was kind of the people's voice for psychedelics in, in what's it called again? MAPS, what does it stand for? MAPS, Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelics. I a long name <laughs> for psychedelic science. Sorry, so the I, I didn't even know that that was like a. I didn't even know that was a thing. I heard maps before, but always for like other things. But that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. So they um they do clinical trials. They're a nonprofit. Um, they're gonna they're opening up the floor now for therapists to be trained in MDMA assisted therapy. Um, they're huge in the research component. They have they're they're trying to research all sorts. Of, they have tons of public education. If you want to learn more about just like science the the neuroscience or the construct of lsd psilocybin like every subs every psychedelic you could take you can learn all about it on their website um, maps.org they it's a great education base a great foundation for anybody who's interested in learning more about the basics of psychedelics and um to to go off of that point also the a good website is called erowid e-r-o-w-i-d.com that's where people tell their dosage and their total experience um no holds barred and it's a really good website that's where i used to go before i tried anything um so let's let's take it let's take some questions um this my friend said so weird you're posting about this now i'm thinking about taking my first trip this weekend and i was like "Ooh." (laughs) (laughs) How, how many grams would you suggest he take for his first time of psilocybin yes magic mush (laughs) um it depends what kind of experience he's looking to have is he looking to have a moderate experience a therapeutic experience a light experience therapeutic experience um i would say is probably like 2.5 to 5 grams somewhere in that range um so i think the average most people say is an eighth which is 3.5 grams and that's like i guess a standard dose yeah that's Uh, what i've heard it to be yeah so i probably maybe I mean, I say always start small and build onto it. If you're uncomfortable with it, take two grams. And if you feel good, take the rest. Um, Because you can always build up instead of going back down. Um, Yeah, I would start with that. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that is really cool that um, you just opened up like a spectrum of dosages. And I think that that's like a really, you know, it's like, ooh, if uh, I mean, but it's like, anyway, I'm rambling on that point. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we got to consider like body weight like my partner he's six seven so and i'm five four so what he takes if we take the same amount i might be tripping a lot but he's like you know just feeling nice and light so he has to take a lot more than me and there's just a lot of factors to consider um but always start small i would say so that's interesting you tripped with your partner um what was that like was that um eye-opening was it just made you feel closer to him or Oh, I absolutely felt closer. Yeah. I mean, it, you get that like euphoric feeling with touch, not like it's sometimes with like similar to MDMA with that uh, Molly love, as they call it. Um, yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. You just feel connected. I feel like I understood him. I feel like I understand my cat better. Just so much. <laughs> your cat, your cat <laughs> yeah. too. Your, hey, she I didn't mean... trip, but I feel like she's always tripping. She's kind of weird. So I, I get her though when I'm on, when I'm on something. <laughs> That's so true. Animals always know, like, they're like looking at you like, yo, this human is fucked. This, <laughs> this human is doing some crazy shit over here. No, but, um, totally. No, I love that. Personally, I don't like cats, but I feel like if I took acid and I was next to cats, I feel like I'd probably like them a little bit more. It's hard to hate when you're on psychedelics. 
It is. Yeah. Everything you thought you hate just like dissolves and you just feel love for the world. And that sounds so cheesy. cheesy. I was going to say cli- uh, cliche and cheesy. I'm getting queasy from your cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but you do feel a lot like everything is love. And that is really like the under, like that is the most healing thing. And it's such a powerful energy and vibration that you feel just love is one of the most powerful feelings. And it just dissolves all these terrible since all this anxiety and self-deprecating thoughts um or hateful thoughts towards other people or the government or whatever you just just love they're all humans right we're all humans we're all connected um it's this universal collective feeling i think yeah and it's wonderful and, and it kind of helped me um love my flaws like i would i would be on psychedelics and I'm, and I'm just looking at my body like what the hell is this like what what's going on like why do i look like this and then i realized like everything has a everything is here for a reason there's a reason why we have 10 toes there's a reason we have freaking eyelashes and there's a reason i look like the way that i do there's a reason this person looks like they do and i guess sometimes it just starts to make me really wonder about the suffering in the world um i'm kind of like so why do people so ah god see i'm gonna i'm getting into my own tangent like <laughs> no it just makes me wonder like you know if everything's so connected why is there so much suffering? Yeah, no, that's definitely a thought that's come up for me a lot in my my experiences. And it, it makes you look at systems and governments and all these big power plays that people do and how it impacts everybody. And, you know, you, it's sad because you think, about, oh, you know, our government took psychedelics. <laughs> Wouldn't we all just be in a better place? But yeah. <laughs> it's not the case. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to think about. I mean, after my first ayahuasca experience, I came back to New York City like a day later and I just remember getting off the subway and there's like a homeless person on this corner and somebody like cracked out somewhere. And I, just, I was just so mind blown. Like, oh my gosh, this is my day to day. Like I ignore this all the time because it's just like the bustle of the city, but there's all these people suffering left and right around me. Um, so that was a personal anecdote about how tough it is to see, like think about suffering. In, yeah, in like, yeah. No, but that's a totally how I feel too. And it's almost like this helpless feeling it's kind of like, well, shit, what can I do? And, and I think that these kind of experiences, and I think there's a, re- I don't, I think, I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything happens for a reason, you know, one plus mm-hmm. one equals two. That's why I think astrology is so cool because how are our personalities able to be tracked like by the stars anyway. So it's just like wherever your mom was when she gave birth to you or, or conceived you and wherever your dad was in their lives, you know, why were you like uh, the second born and not the first or, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Anyway, so it's like timing of things. And so I find on psychedelics that there's a lot more things that happen um, uniformly and more in sync. It's like, I'll be thinking of someone and they'll text me. And then I'm like, what the fuck? Am I like breaking the matrix right now? Am I cracking the code? Like, I don't get it. But, and sometimes it feels exactly like that. And it was only on psychedelics that I only truly understood this whole idea of the matrix of, of what the hell is this reality? And, it, and it's just, and it blows my mind because it's, it's not, I still don't get it, but I'm so in it and I'm so a part of it. I, and it's kind of overwhelming. Like the whole thing where I'm like the thought to action, it's like, I'll let that pass. The what? Sorry, I missed the, the, the siren, the siren. Oh, sorry, is that loud? <laughs> They're passing. <laughs> I just, I just think it's like, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, and, Ever since like I I started psychedelic, it's a lot more of these in sync moments happen, and I and I've I've been told that when things happen in syncly, that means that you're going in the right direction. 
because um, there's something that's really interesting that I heard is like the Big Bang is kind of like, so this is apparently some trippy knowledge over here, but it's like the Big Bang, right? It's like this big bundle of energy, like this big, and then it cracks into all these pieces and we are these pieces. That's why we're imperfect is because we're literally conscious mirrors looking at one another, learning, and it's like the universe broke itself as a big puzzle. Now it's trying to get itself back together again. And, and the reason why we all look the way that we do and think differently, we have to think differently. If people didn't think differently, there would be no reason to be here. We're literally here to grow and to learn. And it's like, if, if, if everything was already figured out, if people already understood everything they needed to, we wouldn't have a reason to be here. And you know, I guess on, on one end, I think that also kind of helps me get over the suffering ledge. I was like, shit, there's so much suffering. Well, I guess my job is to try to alleviate some of that, whatever that means. And so it, psychedelics just kind of really help hone in love. I think you're right about that. I think you're so right. Like, anyways. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. And I, I totally agree with you about the connection with people. I think you can send energy to people who aren't near you. I think you can send energy to the person right next to you. Um, and that's, I don't, I think maybe that doesn't hit on every, like maybe everyone doesn't believe, agree with that, but that's definitely what I, what I feel like is happening. And I feel like when you take a psychedelic, you might be able to understand Maybe you even see energy around people or maybe auras or whatever. Yes. Maybe you might have that experience where you are entering, entering to a new dimension that we don't experience on a day-to-day. -day, um, and then you have an understanding of that and you are able to connect with people on a different level and have that human connection and that love and you try to alleviate suffering through that whether it be even just a volunteering at your church on the weekends or um whatever volunteer opportunities arise i know right now with covid it's a little tough to be doing that but um for me it's um therapy and then healing in the psychedelics that's how i want to eventually be able to, to help people in that way and i feel like that is we all have a place in the universe and it's all to help each other in that way i think we're all you know our jobs are to to be service to each other. I think we're all in service to um, humanity. Literally, like we're in bondage to humans, to ourselves, to better. And I think it's a really wonderful thing. Um, and uh, shit, I was gonna say something else, I forgot. <laughs> um, no, I, I was just really, oh man, getting ahead of myself, what were you gonna say? Um, well, anyway, the difference to me about um, I need a little bit of H2O. Always have water on hand when you're tripping. Like <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. I drink tons of water. Um, but no, I've definitely, there's people who can have really bad trips, so just always be prepared. To me, start with shrooms. That's what I would recommend. It's a lot more natural. It's a lot more, I've, to me, it's the difference is a body high versus a head high um that's just kind of where i go with it that's just kind of what i believe even though you can have really existential thoughts on shrooms it's just you know at the end of the day something's from the ground the other's from a lab it is what it is it's like take do with that knowledge as you will it's almost like the heart versus the head and and mm -hmm. i think that psychedelics are important because once you realize that we're all made of love it's like once you get those keys to the universe once you understand how everything works you realize you have a duty with all with what are you going to do with that knowledge you have a duty to do something with that knowledge once you realize there's so much suffering in the world that the, i have it actually pretty pretty good compared to a lot of people it's kind of like psychedelics make you your best self because you realize like how much is out there 
and like and and it just makes you want to do better because what the hell you just saw everything from a different perspective it's like looking at yourself how someone else sees you and that doesn't happen often. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. Definitely not. Um, so I, I think it's important for the world to heal. And I, th- I think it's obvious that the world is in a state of healing right now. Yes. And I'm hoping that the psychedelic renaissance can help bring some, some more people into that perspective that might have not had it before. And I love how you said shrooms is your, your preference of the first psychedelic to take. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. a, yeah, it's a very calm or can be a very calm experience but of course you have to go and make sure that your set and settings good your mindset is good um if you are on ssris if you're on antidepressants you Mm. might not experience um the full effects um because it does suppress the serotonins um in your brain and serotonin is what um it is what gives you the trip (laughs) with the psychedelics um so yeah just you know be mindful of that and be mindful about any um history, family history of schizophrenia or psychosis, because uh, psychoactives, all psychoactive substances can be an onset for um, uh, psychosis. So if you smoke marijuana or any of these, uh, just, you know, things to consider if you've experienced a traumatic experience recently, if you're feeling really anxious recently, if you have an interview coming up, these are like mental distractions that will take you out of your trip and maybe give you a bad experience, just to shoot more on that note. No, yeah, I think it's a very important note to talk about. Um, I've had moments where I love your mate. It's an amazing drink. Um, <laughs> no, but um, I, I feel the same way. Um, yeah, I, I have a history in my family of mental illness, uh, specifically mm-hmm. schizophrenia. And there are times where it, it's, a danger, it's dangerous sometimes. You feel like you're almost, you are going crazy. But in the same time, on the same, on the very same spectrum, you're like, well, what is normal? What is sane? In right. a world, in a world that obviously makes no sense with all the suffering, what does it mean to be crazy? Because this shit don't make no sense, right? And so it's like, no, you're absolutely right. In in like ancient civilizations, people with schizophrenia were considered holy people because they were able to connect with entities outside of themselves. And now it's the complete opposite; they're completely marginalized. A hundred percent, and they might be a superpower, like Kanye's been saying. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> tell you. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. So psychedelics definitely give you that perspective. I mean, you can get those perspectives without psychedelics, but psychedelics are a great pathway to get to these profound um, views of the world and of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you would like to say before uh, before we go? I think we got to end this a little bit soon. Um, I guess I just want to, I got a pop up. Um, <laughs> just remember that like, just to be safe, do what you need to do, set and setting. Um, be prepared for darkness when you take psychedelics for the first time. Um, invite the shadows, get closer to it as long as you feel comfortable. Try to be with somebody who you feel comfortable with, maybe somebody who's, ex- prefer- preferably somebody who's experienced psychedelics before, um, someone who might be sober with you, whatever you feel like you need to do to have your first trip, a safe trip. Um, and you can always reach out to me. Um, Where can, I, can I, they do that? Where can they do that? <laughs> you can do that on my Instagram, which is celestial underscore Citlalicue, which is my full name. That's C-I-T-L-A-L-I-C-U-E. It's very long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely reach out to me if any other questions about psychedelic experiences and integration after. Always journal your experience so you can refer back to it. Ooh, that's a great one. That's a great pointer because a lot of these realizations, you're going to forget them. Write them down. Have a tape recorder. Be prepared. Yeah. Because you're going to want to remember some of that shit. I promise. Absolutely. Anyway. I refer back to it all the time in my journal. I'm like, why am I feeling so off today? I'm just going to go read my 
my ayahuasca trip. God. <laughs> oh yeah. Who I knew I? <laughs> yeah. I need to do ayahuasca. Oh, I think everybody needs to do ayahuasca. I feel that's you know, and I think it's. I think we are getting to a point like maybe yeah. Anyway, eighteen years old. I think that that should be the age limit to buy psychedelics. Um. Anyway. Social climate change, change the damn thing, change the social climate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. change the social climate, love it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you, Ethan. It was good to see you. It was nice seeing you too. See ya. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.